You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast, a radio.com sports original. Hello there, and welcome to the latest edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. I am Jason Lockenfora. I am riding shotgun, as always, with my main man, Brian Baldinger. And we are going to take you through what captured our attention in week three. And then, as always, spin it forward to what we think it could portend for week four. We do this every Wednesday. When we're not here, you can check us out on Twitter, at BaldyNFL and at Jason Lockenfora. And please rate review give us feedback uh and subscribe <laughs> for sure to baldy's breakdowns on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast and baldy we had uh another wild week of nfl football i, I feel like each week we learn a little bit mm-hmm. more about these teams and the league and who we buy into and and who we think might be um a little bit of fool's gold or a little bit of 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 Fugazi. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, I guess the best way to, to sort of have an entree point or a portal into this is to talk about the most recently played football game Definitely. as we record this thing Monday night, Baldy. It looked like the men versus the boys, the varsity versus the JV Lamar Jackson said it himself. Maybe yeah. the chiefs are our kryptonite. I would say, Maybe Greg Roman's a double agent. I, I don't know. It's partly yeah. the Chiefs, but I, I, I come away from these games, Baldy, often scratching my head yeah. as to why the Ravens change their DNA on offense yeah. in these situations and, and a little bit, too, why they refuse to change their spots or their DNA on defense, and it's blitz, 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 blitz against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, the ultimate blitz bit busters. Well, uh, it's like the Chiefs have the answers to the test, Jason. You know, yeah, uh, almost every one of the blitzes. And I know Wink uh, Martindale was, you know, I mean, he was dialing him up. And I, you know, there's there's really just nobody more fun to watch in this league than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. whether it's you know his own flair on a shovel pass that every team in the history of the NFL has run, but his just looks different. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Andy Reid's imagination and creativity for Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that there's a better combination in the game today than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, it's really just marvelous to watch. It's it's so entertaining on every level. But, you know, to Greg Roman, the, the offense coordinator of the, the Ravens, I, I went back and rewatched this thing, and and I said to myself, why on second and three on your opening drive Yep. Are you beginning to throw it? Like, just finish the drive, you know, with a punishing run. You've got two shots from the three-yard line. Finish it. Go up 7 nothing. All right, the Chiefs come down, and 
They Mahomes you, they Mahomes you. But stay with it. And then there was a second and six, and there was a second and seven. And I'm going, run it. Get, give it to Ingram. Give it to Dobbins. Let Lamar pull it and, and carry it. But stay with it. There's no reason to try and get into a track meet with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not going to win that one. And so, you know, for Lamar to come out and say it's kryptonite, at least he's being honest. You know, but I think if he really wanted to be honest, he's like, why do we change who we yep. are when we get behind and we start off slow? Like, why change? They they cut the game to 27 to 20 to start the fourth quarter. And if they had just kept with who they are, and this is on Harbaugh as well. I mean, yes. it goes through John. So, I mean, just John just needs to send a little signal up to Greg. Hey, let's don't get away from it. Let, let's stay with it because that's when they're a good football team. And so – I'm with you. I, I no. I I thought there were opportunities to just stay with their identity, and they got away from it. Baldy, to your point, up until they get the first and fifteen in the red zone, opening drive. Yeah, it ends up resulting in a in a chip shot field goal. I'm a little surprised they didn't go for it on fourth and short, given how they know they have to chase points against the Chiefs, and given that Harbaugh's been very sort of analytically inclined and in going for it. But anyway, to get to that first and fifteen, six runs. For 60 yards. Lamar Jackson, two carries yep. for 35 yards himself. Yep. They then go pass, 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 chip shot. They yep. come out the next series. They they get the 14-yard run, Lamar to the left side. It's negated by a little bit of a, I, I would say, a tripping yeah, call. The, the leg whip that was, not a leg whip. I don't know yeah. how they. Just, but, but regardless, Baldy, pass, 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 punt. Yeah. Next drive, pass, 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 punt. Despite yeah. Baldy. Duvernay taking one to the house, switching the momentum, but putting their defense back on the field at 13-10. He comes out pass, pass, pass again. After running six times for 60 yards, Baldy, they ran 18 offensive plays the rest of the half. Three runs, 15 passes. I mean, that's that – I'm sorry, it can't happen. And it happened against Tennessee in the playoffs, and it happened at Arrowhead earlier in that season, and it happened at Arrowhead the year before that. And mm-hmm. it happened against the Chargers in the playoffs when they're playing like nine defensive backs and you got a fullback and two blocking tight ends and you refuse to use them. Pat yep. Ricard, we talked about him last week as yep. one of the X factors in this game. 11 snaps, Baldy. Come on. Yeah. No, they, they got away from it. And then on the other side, I mean, look, things did not end well between Marcus Peters and the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, they just cut him loose, you know, and they they literally put the target on his back. And yes. They went after him unmercifully. I mean, they isolated him in the middle of the field. They got behind him. I, I don't know how, um, you know, they got the, the touchdown over him before yes. the end of the half. They had six guys dropping in coverage, and they all went to sleep. And McCall Hardman just, you know, burned him badly. Uh, it was just classic Mahomes. It's just back up, back up, back up. Let me get this. Let me get McCall, like, let him get up to uh, 60 miles an hour here, and then I'll just, like, just air it out. But they they – they put the bullseye on, on Marcus Peters back and he didn't respond. And, and so, yes, until I got you, I think the Ravens will have a fine season. I think they're going to win a lot of games, but until they change um, when they get in against the chiefs or when they get behind until they change their approach, I don't know how you can say that they are, have, you know, a legitimate chance to get to Tampa in the Super Bowl. 
I, I'm totally with you. They did a pretty good job, too, in the screen game and in the inside run game of picking on Patrick Queen, the Ravens' first-round pick, oh, who, who got yanked, he little, he he got yanked little, midway through the third, through the second quarter and pretty yeah. much sat the third quarter out, Baldy. Well, uh, you know, he, he was a non-factor in the game. But, I, you know, after the shovel pass, when, you know, Sherman walks into the end zone, and nobody walks into the end zone against the Ravens, but, yeah. you know, the, the play design, the whole thing, I'm, I'm watching the frustration in Patrick Queen. And I said it on a Baldy's breakdown. I said, man, Alabama doesn't run this kind of play. And Mississippi State doesn't run this yeah. kind of formation. And he just looked completely lost, you know, and didn't know what to do. He was like literally in no man's land, which is the worst place any middle linebacker wants to be. Well, look, the Ravens play the Washington football team this week. I, and I think that's a get-right game. That That's a homecoming game, right, Baldy? I mean, yeah. I, I think that's one-way traffic. No chase. Back yes. The one that interests me is Kansas City, New England. Now, yeah. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, they're not going to stop running it down your throat for anything. Go ask Gruden yeah. and, and, and what that looked like last week, right? And they're going to look at what the Ravens did, the two drives they actually tried to run the ball. And they're going to look at what the Chargers did the, the preceding week or the previous week. And they're going to look at what the 49ers did in the Super Bowl. And they're going to say, well, wait a minute. We got a fullback and we got we like this Rizzo. We like our blocking tight end. And we got a we got a quarterback who's built like a freaking linebacker. And we got three different running backs we trust. Hmm. Well, they're, they're just it's just a remarkable, remarkable organization. What they did to, to the Raiders, because Cam did not have a good game. He did not play well. He forced the ball. Abram picked him off on a, on a throw that he should never have made. He should have had a couple more picked off. But regardless, they ran for 250 yards. And it wasn't Cam Newton running, you know, quarterback right. sweeps. I mean, it was. And and you, you better do your homework and learn who some of these players are because it is a collection of free agents, a collection of undrafted players, of misfits, the offensive line uh, is a collection. They're just coached. They're just so well coached. And yeah, if you even if you you listen to Bill Belichick's post game in in uh, in the locker room, which I did on on Monday, I mean he he gave kudos to the offensive line. They've got rookies up there playing, but they don't make mistakes and they move the line of scrimmage. And they went. They did not. It wasn't trickery and deception. Nope. They, they lined up in I formation. They just knocked the Raiders off the ball, and they just picked them apart for five yards and six yards. And then Sony Michelle just, you know, had Second two half big runs. Stopped, he, looked, yeah. he, he looked like he was back in the SEC, and, and Georgia was running it down, I don't know, South Carolina's throat. Right. Um, it was really something to watch. And just and, and they're, they're going to morph every game. They're going to change. And so defensively, they have shown you that – Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman aren't getting behind their defense. Right. You're just not going to do it. They're, you're not going to get 40-yard and 60-yard bombs against their secondary. They're going to take that throw away. And if you take those throws away, it does frustrate Mahomes because that's what he wants to do. Yes. That's what he loves to do. But th those throws aren't going to be there. And so the, the Chiefs are going to have to kind of do it a little bit differently and – the game will be, I think, more competitive than what we watched on Monday night against the Ravens. I would tend to agree. The Sunday night game, the score looked competitive, but 
boy, I don't know, Baldy. This was another one where I, I I found myself saying, you know what? I was too hard on Green Bay in the preseason. I may have whiffed on that one. They they might not regress. They might actually get better. And that passing game certainly has taken off, even without Devontae Adams. And I look at New Orleans and say, I don't know, Baldy. The more I watch them, the, the more concern I have. And, and, and originally it started with Breeze in the offense. Now I'm a little worried about the defense, too. I'm a little worried about the pass rush. I, I, I'm a little worried about them um, maybe being well, exposed a little bit. I went and really carefully watched Green Bay's offense in this game. I spent a lot of time on it. It is a remarkable offense. I mean, there's no Devontae Adams out there. Yeah, Aaron Jones is an elite player. But Alan Lazard had never had a game like that in his life. Uh, he got behind New Orleans' defense twice. Now, Aaron Rodgers, is, I think he's playing the best football he's played maybe since his MV, you know, MVP season. Yeah. Uh, and that's a decade now. But he he is so crisp in what he is looking at, what he wants to do, and what they're doing. I mean, they, they come at you with every formation known in the NFL. I mean, it's three good blocking tight ends. Sometimes they block, sometimes they catch it. Uh, there is a complete use of all of their personnel. And there is a purpose and design at everything that they're doing. And, and Aaron Rodgers uh, is completely bought in to how this thing runs now. And I think he totally believes in what the coach wants. And you don't see any frustration on his part. In fact, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers this happy in a long time. And what they did to New Orleans was surgical. Yeah. Because if you just go by the names of the back of the jerseys in New Orleans, you know, Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore and all, all these players. I mean, they had no role in that game whatsoever. None. And they, they completely took them out of the game. And if you look at the offense line that Green Bay has, it's not a bunch of number one picks or anything. Right. Um, but they're they're really well coached in what they're doing right now. And offensively, uh, this is the best they have played. I mean, they're the number one offensive football. Yeah. Um, so that says a lot. But Man, what they what they did to New Orleans was was really something to watch. I they get the most out of what they have, period. So how concerned are you about the Saints? They play the Lions this week. Detroit got off the mat, um, mm -hmm. found a way to win a game. Uh, we've seen Detroit beat New England in the past. Like even when it's not going well, there they see like they almost beat Kansas City last year um, before Stafford got hurt or. Do you think this is a tricky spot at all for the Saints? Yeah, I mean, when you lose two in a row now and you play the way that you that you have played, that you know, this is what this is who you are, right? So when you look like this, you have to be concerned. Because I don't think there's you look at you know, forget about the schedule. I mean, it's just it's just a a game right now where they're not playing well. And everybody kind of knows offensively what they're going to do. And it is a dink and dunk offense. There's not any explosion to the offense, no. uh, you know, and so they're not getting big chunks. You can throw it to, you know, 15 times Alvin Kamara. He's going to catch it and he's, he's an excellent yeah. player, but you're not going to win a lot of games like that. And so when you give up uh, 71 points in the last two games, um, you know, they, they, they had no answer for, you know, Darren Waller the week before, uh -huh. They had no answer last week for a guy like Alan Lazard, who had never had a game like that in his life, or Robert Tanyan, or any of the other guys that were really big. I, I think you have to be really, really concerned right now. I mean, the quarterback rating against the Saints defense right now is 107. I mean, it's just, it's, 
and, and their teams are, you know, they've thrown eight touchdown passes against this defense in three games. Um, you know, and so there's there's concern, you know, and, and Detroit got the receiver back last week and he yeah. makes a difference. So and so yes, I would be I would be very, very concerned at this point if I was Sean Payton. Well, I don't even know how many varies to put in front of concern when it comes to the Atlanta football Falcons who will face uh, who will face that 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 Green Bay um, well-oiled machine this week. Baldy, I just don't know how this happens in professional football with the regularity by which it happens to the Atlanta Falcons. And and you know what? I shouldn't really use the passive voice because. This is this is on them. Like this is who they are. This is what they've become. It doesn't even really shock us anymore. I don't know what to make of them, Baldy. Other than they shouldn't be surprised by this because they've been this for a while. They're two and nine in September the last three years, and for whatever reason, that owner just seems to. I guess they do a really good sales job. Like. <clears throat> It's not a very good roster. They always believe their players are better than they are. Like, I don't know about you, Baldy. Every year you go around at training camps, and there's always these whispers out of Atlanta like, hey, hey, guys, the defense is really good this year. Like, it all came together. Really? Yeah. Really? Because I ain't ever seen it. Well, if you look at them statistically and you look at who's given up the most points in the league, the Atlanta Falcons have given up the most points. And they give, they give them up in bunches, obviously, with – what Dallas did to him the week before, and then what Chicago just did with Nick Foles off the bench. And he wasn't great to start that game. Right. I mean, but it's like they define complimentary football when they collapse because the offense can't get a first down. I mean, Chicago had three three and outs during that comeback, you know, and yeah. Atlanta couldn't get a first down. And the throws that Matt Ryan is making to try to get a first down, just to try to slow the momentum of Chicago's offense down um, is unbelievable. And then like, to see Allen Robinson catch a ball on the sideline, and it's like the Keystone Cops. I mean, two Falcons run into each other trying to make the tackle. They both fall down, and Allen Robinson skips into the end zone for 37 yards. Like, the stuff that happens and how they do it, like, you you could – like, if the, if you had a really bad Hollywood script, right. you wouldn't write this. Because you would like, ah, nobody's going to believe this. This is too Hollywood. But, it, like, two weeks in a row, like, whether it was the onside kick or just the, the inability to tackle – or Matt Ryan, the inability to make a first down. I mean, it's just – it's horrible to watch. I mean, it's its sickening to watch. Yeah. Um... And, and, look, Green Bay is not going to be in a 26-10 to 10 hole, you know, no. going into the fourth quarter. I mean, they're not going to be in that situation. And so, you know, they're really good at collapsing. But I don't know if they go up against a really good, solid football team. Like, if, if, they, if they can win a game like that. I mean – I don't know what the, you know, how much of an underdog they are this week. I haven't really looked at that part of it, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you're you're looking at this zero and four season, you know, and being at the quarter pole zero and four, and I don't know that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how anybody could come out of that. To be honest I, with you, no, no, they're they're not. This is who they are. I mean, their season this will be the third straight year their season's over before Halloween. That's that's who they are, and maybe at some point. um Ownership will, will, will try to do something to uh, enact a, a different outcome, but that's who they are. As for the Bears, they win this game, Baldy, and and look, they had the comeback before with Trubisky against the Lions. Um, I also just kind of feel like they haven't really played anybody yet and that Nick Foles, for a short sample size, I'll buy. 
Nick Foles for 13 weeks. Godspeed. I'm not sure that that's going to be uh, how I don't know that he's got 13 weeks in him in a row consecutively. Yeah. Uh, they play Indianapolis this week. Do you think this is a little bit of a different test for the Bears, um, who, again, are undefeated? And we know that Frank Reich and company knows a thing or two about Nick Foles. Yeah, he does. Uh, obviously, they, they were together for Super Bowl. Um, Indianapolis looks a lot different to me than I than they did the first week in their loss to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers has played really well um, the last two weeks. He looked like Philip Rivers, a good Philip Rivers last week. I thought he was crisp. He didn't look 37 years old to me. Uh, he spread the ball around. The offensive line really protected him well. Uh, they're going to see a completely different front. Akeem Hicks right now is playing just about as well as any defensive tackle in football. Um, defensively, you know, Chicago looked really good last week uh, for in the second half of that game. They're still not a complete defense by any stretch. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on Nick Foles. I mean, I, Nick came in and he made a number of big throws. and But, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see Nick Foles for 13 weeks. I think you're going to see this thing juggle back and forth. Because I think Nick will struggle at times and he'll go back to Mitch. And that's just the way it's going to go. I mean, you saw how, how quickly – Matt Nagy was able to pull that cord last yeah. week. Yeah. And so he'll, he'll do the same thing for Nick. He'll do whatever he has to do right now to win a game. And so it, it could be this week if, if Nick struggles, you know. And so the, the Colts secondary was – you can't really judge them. Um, I mean, they, they – you know, when you play the Jets, I mean, there's just I yeah. mean, there's just nothing – you can't really take much away from it, you know. No. I mean, they got a bunch of backups playing in the secondary right now. But I do think that Indianapolis defense has improved. I think their front is, is a lot better. Statistically, they say they're number one in almost every category defensively. They are a much better defensive front. There's no question about that. And so they're going to challenge, I think, an offense of the Bears, to me, that I think they're just going to be challenged all year long. They don't run it very well. Yeah. Um, their offense line is just average at best. Juan Castillo is trying to make magic with what he has. They're just not a dynamic offense. And so, uh, you know, I, I think Indianapolis right here could probably knock them off that perch of being undefeated this week. I'm with you, Baldy. Uh, the most bananas game of the weekend, Buffalo and the Rams. It was two games in one. The first half uh, looked like Buffalo had beat the Rams into submission. Second half, it took a wild uh, Josh Allen-led comeback uh, to to actually end up winning a game that that seemed well in hand earlier, I, I'll say this about the Bills: if they can keep winning games without their defense being what we thought it would be, and and knowing Sean McDermott like we do, at some point it's going to get back, right? And they got Edwards and Milano back, and 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 they're getting their sea legs under them. And I think three four weeks from now we'll look at that linebacking group and and say, yeah, that's the lifeblood of the team again. But for them not to be who they wanted to be on that side of the ball yet, and still finding to win every game, you know, ways to win every week, my hat's off to them, man. And this could have been one where um, you take your foot off the gas and you get burned for it. Hats off to yeah. them for, you know what I mean, bringing it together for that final drive, moving the ball down the field. Yes, they had a controversial call go their way, but Josh Allen still got the ball in the right guy's hands around the goal line. I love the stuff they're doing around the goal line with him kind of jump passing and, and you know, it's a, it's a little bit um, unconventional, right? But, but he's an unconventional quarterback. He's playing really well. Um, 
I, I love Josh Allen. I, I love I love his makeup. I love the way he continues to improve. <clears throat> um, this isn't the same player that came out of Wyoming. I mean, this is a much better football player. And really, he's uh, he's he's because he's gotten better. The team has gotten better, and that comeback that's a good win. I mean, Aaron Donald was trying to go get his defensive player of the year award really really yeah. hard in that game, and got the ball out of his hands, and they bounced back, and they went down the field. Um, you know, that's a great confidence builder for that team. Uh, you know, they're banged up on the offensive line. They got a backup in there, uh, you know, at, at right guard. Brian Winters in there at right guard. And Cody Ford had to go to left guard. And, you know, and and Aaron Donald is a beast. And really, nothing seems to face Josh Allen. I mean, he, he has such poise. And he really enjoys throwing it to this receiving court. Last week, Cole Beasley made one big catch after another. It's exactly who he is. There, but you can feel just a real chemistry with that team. There is a chemistry. There's a credit to Sean McDermott. There's just a real belief amongst those players. I wasn't surprised they went down the field to win that game the way that they did. Uh, I really like Buffalo. The, the, the Raiders in this game, I'm doing this game nationally, so I, I can't wait to get to Allegiant Stadium and, and see, you know, the, the Raiders. They're, they're just, you know, last week, the Patriots just took Darren Waller out of the game. And it, yeah. it looked like they just were lost and where to throw it. Now, Ruggs didn't play and didn't make the trip. And so they're they're banged up. But they're just so hit and miss offensively right now. And so this might be a game that Buffalo's defense really sort of, you know, gets back. You said it called sea legs. I mean, they just have not played four quarters of football yet. And I'm sure they're all, like, just waiting to, to play a complete game. And maybe it's just the week that they do it. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting game to me, and I I I just wonder if Buffalo maybe out out physicals uh, Las Vegas a little bit, and I I I still have major questions about uh, the Las Vegas defense. That'll be a good one. The Rams come out of this, and and look, I I think I, I probably undersold the Rams a little bit in the preseason. I, I thought this was a team that would you know win seven eight games something like that, um, but but they're. Th- Sean McVay has got the the screen game dialed up. He he's got his quarterback feeling good about himself again. And and Baldy, they they faced the New York Football Giants this week at home. Um, I don't know that we need to belabor the point too much on that one. I mean, the, the I don't know who's worse, the Giants or the Jets, but but uh, they're going to give each other a run for their money every week. Yeah, I mean, it's still hard to watch. They're hard to watch. The fundamentals that they play with are just terrible. It starts up front. It always starts up front. And the quarterback is in major regression mode, Daniel Jones, right now. Yeah. Because he, he honestly, I mean, they can't execute. They can't execute like 11 players on a single play. They break down consistently. And to see Nick Mullins just carve them up the way that they did the defense. I mean, they'll make a play here and there and, you know, Leonard Williams will get a sack or, you know, they're just built weirdly. Like nobody in, I, I, nobody puts – that much money and stock into defensive tackles in this business. And it's just built weird, but offensively they're not good. I mean, this is a game. I think the Rams, you know, look, the one thing the giants are pretty good at is, is stopping the run and the, and the Rams have completely rebuilt um, this running attack. And Henderson was awesome last week. They can run the football and that's what Sean McVay wanted to do. He's determined to do it. Unlike Baltimore, he's committed to it. Like no matter what he's committed to it. And it doesn't, he does not, and really every team should look at what Sean McVay is doing because it, these teams right now, and this is like a league statement here, uh, Jason, these teams that think you're going to drop back and throw the ball 50 times are crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like nothing. I look at the Dallas Cowboys. You can throw for five, throw for five hundred yards. You're not going to win right. the game because right. there's just too many bad things that happen when you throw it that many times, and you just don't finish drives. And it's like these Big Twelve college football teams that go up and down the field, you know, right. and they put up all these stats, right, yeah. Jason? And then yeah. they get to the four yard line, they can't score, right? And that's that's the Cowboys. So, and really, John McVay took a long look at this. And his quarterback isn't good if he's got to throw it 40 times or yeah. 50 times. And nobody is. No. And so I don't care if you're Drew Brees or any. So figure out a way that you're going to run the ball. You know, uh, you know, I'm going all over the place, but just look at what, you know, Matt Rule did last week against the yes. Chargers. Chargers threw it 50 and Matt Rule won the game. But they they had four bad plays offensively. And the, the, the Carolina Panthers didn't make any mistakes. And Teddy Bridgewater threw it 28 times. And that's the formula. And you got to figure that out. And the Rams have figured that out right now. I know they lost last week, you know, in, in a, and I'm sure it stings, but they're going to be okay. They're, they're going to win a lot of games this year the way that they're playing. No, I'm I'm absolutely with you, Baldy. And you mentioned the Cowboys. So that, that takes us to the final game from last week that we wanted to sort of highlight. <laughs> we said it was going to be high scoring. We said take the over. We said somebody will probably score 40 if DK Metcalf holds onto the ball. Seattle scores 40 with ease. It ends up being Seattle 38, Dallas 31. Um, I, the NFC East is just not good right now. I don't know that it's going to get much better. You said it, Baldy, 472 passing yards, but a lot of it kind of feels hollow. There are two interceptions in there. They can't get the big play at the end when they need it. And the defense doesn't really get any stops. I mean, Alden Smith is a great story. And they're going to keep attacking the quarterback and all that. They're also going to keep giving up 40 points a week. Well, they're going to see, yes. And really, when you when you look at them, they're just, you know, they're not running the ball well at all. Nope. I don't know that they're really trying. Zeke is not, I mean, he's going to get numbers because he's their featured back. But until they get back to being able to run the ball consistently, that team is going to struggle. Now I know they got a bunch of new parts. Zach Martin's playing right tackle. I mean, all all these things are true up front. But you still, there's just you know nobody's making any excuses for anybody in this league. I when I, I know Cleveland beat Washington last week, and but man, when you watch him run the football now, it is it's what Stefanski wants to do. It's what yeah. Nick Chubb is great at. He had an awesome game last week against Washington. He's such a good back, and their offense like. When the way that they're doing, even Odell Beckham came out and said, "Look, like I'm not putting, I'm not going to put up the numbers that I want to put up, that I have put up in the past. I'm going to be a complimentary player. This is our offense, and I got to buy into it." And man, when they, when they, the way that they run the ball right now, they're going to make a statement. They're they're going to get better. Their offense line is good. They're a good group, and they're getting better. And I love watching them play when they run it. And Dallas is going to have their hands full. Um, you know, Baker is a much better player when he doesn't have to drop back 40 times and he didn't have to do that against Washington. This is going to be a really good football game. It's going to be a good game because Cleveland's, you know, Miles Garrett is a beast. He might yeah. be the best pass rusher in this league from the edge. Um, he's going to give both any tackle in Dallas a problem. And if, if he just, if he just gets the ball out once or twice of Dak Prescott's hands, it might be enough to change the game. He did it last week against Dwayne Haskins. So, I, I think right now Cleveland has figured things out after that mm -hmm. week one debacle against Baltimore about what they want to be and how they want to do it. And they have a chance this week to really 
finished the first quarter of this season in excellent shape and kind of sent a signal, if they figure out a way to win this game, that they're for real. And I think Cleveland has everything it takes to win this game, even though it's in Dallas and all that. And Dallas will probably, you know, put up a lot of numbers. I, I right. kind of like Cleveland in this game. Interesting. I, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a believer in the Cowboys at all. So that would be something. I am a believer in Russell Wilson. <laughs> He's cooking. He should have had another half dozen <laughs> touchdown <laughs> passes. Uh, Baldy, they don't play much defense there, and they're running out of uh, defensive backs. And I mean, they can stop the run, but they're, they're going to have trouble generating a pass rush. They're going to give up some big plays uh, downfield because of it. But man. They, they they do have Russ. Uh, I don't know what more to say about what he's doing right now. It's it's pretty spectacular. They do have to travel all the way across the country diagonally to Miami this week. Could be hot down there. Um, the Dolphins tend to uh, pull an upset or two every September. I, maybe I'm, I don't I don't know that this is one, um, but I I do feel like Seattle is going to have to tighten some things up defensively along the way. If, if they're going to get all the way to the promised land. Well, they just don't have the pieces, you know, I mean, Jamal Adams might be their best pass rusher. Mm-hmm. We knew it going into the season. Um, you know, they drafted LJ. I mean, look, <clears throat> when you spend a number one pick on a pass rusher, LJ Collier, and he's just not uh, developing, um, the problem doesn't go away. You can go sign a Jadevian Clowney and that wasn't the answer. You can go sign Ziggy Ansah, and That wasn't the answer last year. They don't have the answer to really, put pressure on any quarterback in this league. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, given time, he's got more than enough weapons to throw the ball to between Gesicki and and Parker and, you know, the guys that they have right now. I mean, Seattle could see themselves in another shootout, but if it gets anywhere near that, I'm I'm putting all my shekels on Russell Wilson and what he's able to do right now. I mean, he's just just playing at an unbelievable level. And whether it's the play is by design or whether he does his Russell magic and extends plays and and they all know how to play with him when the go when he goes beyond the X's and O's. And so I mean I, I'm not going against Russell Wilson. Until he has a an off game. Right. Um you I think you're just gonna continue to see these kind of numbers. It is it is absolutely spectacular. He he I mean he puts a ball in the air, Baldy. It's the thing of beauty, man. It, it, like you could write a sonnet or paint a picture. Way this guy airs the ball out, man. It's I, mean, I just want to hear John Facenda with some background, yes, you know, music, and let yes. him, you know, and put that thing in super slow motion and just watch the spin, the touch, the accuracy. Um, you know, the throws are. It's just one more breathtaking than the other. Yeah, uh, in what he's able to do. No, it is it is a thing of beauty and uh, one of the many reasons why we love watching football so much and talking football so much. And in your case, breaking down football so much. Um, you got me ready for uh, for week four. I'm sure you're always ready for some football. Safe travels, my friend, out uh, out to Vegas. And uh, we will do this again next Wednesday. This has been Baldy's Breakdowns on radio.com as always you can find me out on social media uh, well really just on twitter i'm not in i'm not on the gram or any of that other stuff but you can get me on twitter at jason lock for you can get baldy on twitter at baldy nfl and please subscribe rate review uh our podcast on on itunes spotify wherever 
you get your podcast products. Enjoy the games this weekend. And, Baldy, I'll talk to you same time yeah. next week, brother. I just hope we get all 16 games in this weekend, Jason. We've got a situation in Tennessee that we're all kind of eyeing. and Yes. You know, i got our fingers crossed. I just hope we get all 16 games in this weekend. No doubt. It's been amazing that uh, the league has gotten to this point with so few uh, guys on the COVID list, and and, and we hope that uh, – they, they can continue to, to, to navigate this thing because um, this is obviously trying times for all of us. But we will uh, chat again next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and enjoy the games.